the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Indeed, welcome to the show. This is The Boys of Tech, episode 369 for Wednesday, the 10th of February, 2016. My name is Edwin Herman. My co-host on this episode is Ben Sonko. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks, Ed. Oh, it's good to have you along. How have you uh, been? Yeah, I've been good. Um, I don't don't feel like I've been doing much, just enjoying the summer and and what yeah. a summer it is, isn't it? It's been pretty good, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be making the most of the sun, that's for sure. A lot of vitamin D. Yes. Yeah. And I guess you the same. Yeah, yeah, you can't help but be outside when it's really nice. And oh, hot. exactly. Make the most of it, yeah. Mm. All right, then, let's have a look at the stories in technology news this week. Twitter has announced that it has suspended 125,000 accounts that have links to terrorism, primarily related to ISIS. Wow, I, are you? I'm gobsmacked, really. Um, I'm. It, I don't know how to feel. Uh, one part of me is like, yeah, that's good that they're being proactive and they're doing their bit and righty righty rah, yay. The other part of me is so who who says that they're terrorist organizations who says that they're terrorist accounts who makes that decision what's that decision based on what's it motivated by so you chuck out ISIS sure no one's going to complain about that but you know as somebody that's campaigning against say a large multinational um, uh, uh, government um, trade agreement are they a terrorist if they you know depending on what they say or somebody that's um campaigning against something else that the government doesn't like. So that makes me very anxious. I take your point, and a lot of people have been asking the same questions. Now, if we were to be assured that the accounts suspended are of people who are either inciting hate or, or violence, that would be black and white, right? I mean, there's, there's certainly going to be a large percentage of, of accounts that would get suspended that there's probably not going to be any any argument over. Um, like very few people are probably going to be like, I mean, that person that was saying you should go bomb this embassy, I don't know if that, like those sorts of accounts, you can't really argue with them, especially if it's violence on that scale. So those ones, yes. Yep, totally agree. On board, blow the horn, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that gray area. It's the, you know, what is it, like 10%, 5%? I have no idea, 1%. It's those ones that get persecuted for maybe different reasons. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, Twitter is doing what it thinks is the right thing. It is also acting on information from the government. And I guess maybe where you're coming from is, well, how do we know the information from the government is targeting the 
you know, the right people. If you what's like. their motivation? Really, is is my real question. Like, whenever any of this, whenever anything happens, what's the motivation? Who's benefiting from this? What are they trying to achieve? Obviously, I'm making all these. I'm making a lot of assumptions. I don't know. I don't know the background, and they might have such a good process that I don't have a problem with it. But the first questions that I come to mind is, you know, who can exploit it, and what would they exploit it for? Okay, but surely if a group of accounts belonging to people who are, I don't know, as you say, campaigning against a multinational trade agreement, if they were suspended and the reason given was that it was terrorism, surely, I mean, that that would make news. There there would be a a huge thing over that. So it's kind of self-correcting, I would have thought. I mean, they, I, I, ISIS aren't going to come out. ISIS aren't going to come out and say, "Oh, look, come on, guys, you, you know we, we're not really that bad." You know, all we were trying to do is, you know, this and that. I mean, but the the ones that are caught up in that grey area, as you say, surely they'll come out in in the media. Uh, not necessarily. Not if the media is owned. You know, say it was say it wasn't a government sort of led thing, but more of a a large say, media organization-led thing, they're not going to put that news out there. And who says that the person who has their account suspended gets told why? Well, I, I don't know if they get told why. I really don't know. But even so, I mean, surely if if it's catching a large enough number of people that are that shouldn't be caught up in this, I, I'm convinced this is will make it to the news. Sure, one, one news organization may not run the story, but the opposition will. We are struggling with news in the current age. Like mainstream news is dying out. Like there's, there's, you know, the TV news, they expect to make a profit and it's never going to make a profit. So they don't spend the money to do the investigative journalism. The print media, I mean, that's just dying out because of the digital age. The digital age hasn't figured out how to monetize it yet. So they struggle. They're always reducing costs. So there's not... We don't have that same level of investigative journalism that we used to have purely for economic reasons. So, yes, it might get out there to select websites or select groups, and within that group they would know about it, but to the wider to the wider people, not necessarily. In some ways I agree with what you're saying, but in other ways I also recognise that the internet has been responsible for stories that wouldn't have otherwise come out in traditional media. I can't cite... Uh, examples off the top of my head right now. I haven't got one, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't I'm, argue about that. I, I, there's no way that I would argue about that. But it's almost two different things. Like, you know, the traditional media had was good at just delivering a lot of stuff and doing, you know, just sort of when a, when a story became big, they would just there was just so much of it that it would it would focus on that. But yeah, it's just it's getting so those stories are still getting broken. I do agree, and the internet is probably a big reason that a lot of them are, but they don't get the same coverage or or um, or distribution that they used to get because they just they just don't get picked up and they don't get repeated enough to to really convince people. It is a I agree. It is a very difficult thing. I guess we have to hope, assume, trust that Twitter is. Uh, or whoever's behind this revoking of accounts on Twitter, that it's uh, achieving uh, what it's trying to achieve, which is, according to what we're told, preventing violence. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that I'm sort of negative and, and pessimistic, so yeah, I, I hope they do it well and I hope it works. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of glad you do ask these questions because people do need to ask these questions as well, so 
Yeah. All right. So that's the Twitter story. Facebook has done some analysis on degrees of separation. And within the Facebook world, that's 1.6 billion accounts, there is an average degree of separation of 3.6. Now, we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. And as I say, they've calculated it to 3.6. But six degrees of separation was always about actually knowing people, wasn't it? Ah, uh, I'm glad someone has picked up on that. Thank you. Exactly. And this is one, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, there's a lot of connections on Facebook. Do you call them follow? What do you call them? Is it? What do you well, do it on depends Facebook? If, it, if it's, if it's uh, an individual user account, it's called friends. Oh, friending. That's right. Friending. Right. I'm not a Facebook user. But uh, yeah, so person A friending person B doesn't necessarily mean that they know them. Maybe it's fair to say the majority of the cases is that I don't, but, not, uh, no I don't think so I don't think so at all I mean how many people do you really know like actually really know you'd see them you'd stop you'd have a proper conversation I mean I'd be surprised if it's more than sort of 200 or 300 mm, sort of people yeah something like um, that mm. whereas you've got people on Facebook they have thousands and thousands of friends um, I think it might be kept at 5,000 but they've got thousands of friends chances are they wouldn't talk to that person if they saw them. Exactly. If they walked past them on the street, they wouldn't even know that they were friends with them. So how how is this how is this a representation of like if it could actually figure out if there was direct contact between two people and made the the basis on that, I'd be like, Yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. But right yeah, now it's yeah. just it's nothing on nothing. So yeah, I totally agree with you, Ben, because that's what I was going to raise. The other thing I was going to raise was we're talking about a population of 1.6 billion. You could all even say that it's probably the segment of society or a segment of society that are more likely to be communicating with other people, even if they're not so uh, close with them in real life, uh, which is kind of related to, to the previous point. So when you, you know, the world is what, seven over 7 billion, Facebook is 1.6 billion. So the analysis is done on a much smaller population. And then when you combine that with what we've just talked about, how, you know, friending doesn't necessarily mean you actually know them, you start to bring into question, you know, in fact, I'm starting to think that perhaps the average might be even slightly more than six, the real average. We have no idea. No, we have no idea. You're right. Yeah. So we don't. I, but they've got bad data. We don't have any data. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. That's going to be the title of our episode. Uh, yeah, but the, yeah, I guess to be fair to Facebook, they you know Zuckerberg and wh- whoever else is behind this isn't actually saying the world has three point six degrees of separation. They're not saying that. So I guess we don't want to put those words in their mouth. But a lot of people will be trying to draw those conclusions, and and hence why. You know, we're saying what we're saying. Nevertheless, it's an interesting statistic, I think. Even if it doesn't represent the degrees of separation, as far as we know, in the global population. All right, we'll leave that story there. And last story for this episode, Toyota is killing a brand. It's not killing a vehicle, but it's killing a brand, the Scion. Remember that little cube-like car, the one that was kind of like the Nissan Cube? Oh, but they're horrible. You don't like them? No. See, I'm not sure who co- copied who because the sign began in 2002. The cube was around longer, but it never it didn't look like that until 2002. So I'm not quite sure who co- copied who. But I, I like them. I kind of like those vehicles. It's a box on wheels. Yeah. Isn't it cool though? No. 
Okay. <laughs> so now, <laughs> all right. So what they're going to do now is these vehicles will be produced under the, the, the Toyota brand. Toyota owns the Scion brand anyway, but it's no longer going to be a separate brand. It's just going to be brought into the fold as a, another Toyota something or other. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know there was a brand. So I'm well, not you overly know, upset. The, you know that that song is it? Isn't it Fifty Ways to Die or something or Fifty Ways to? Uh, what is it? I'm gonna have to Google this. Here we go. That's right. Fifty Ways to Say Goodbye by Train. Do you remember that in there? There's a <laughs> there's a bit well, that goes. I don't goes know the song, so no, I don't remember it. You don't know the song. What if I play it but, to you? Okay, you could try. That's cool, but if my friends ask where you are, I'm gonna say. She went down in an airplane. No? Okay, no. all right. Okay, that's fine. All right, it doesn't so ring a bell. it's a story Maybe, about a song uh, I don't know? Is that the basis of this? <laughs> no, it's not about a song, no, but I just wanted to oh. refer to the song because in the song, the lyrics are, are got run over by a crappy purple scion. <laughs> that's a very generic <laughs> statement, isn't it? Because it's not a particular model, it's a, it's like a group of models? Yeah, it's a brand. Yeah, right? It's a label. Yeah, that's right. She was caught in a mudslide, eaten by a lion, got run over by a crappy purple scion. Help me, help me. I'm no good at goodbyes, etc. And it goes on. And that's where I, when I heard that, I, because I don't think we, I don't know if we have the scion here. I've never seen one. I've seen plenty of Nissan cubes, but never a scion. And so I, when I came across it, I thought, what is a scion? I Googled it and I'm like, oh, right. And that's when I first discovered what scions were all about. And I still haven't seen one to this day in this Seems country. Seems like a lot of hard work. <laughs> like well, you have to know a, a song and then you have to pick out a lyric and then you have to Google that <laughs> lyric to then figure out the brand of car that they're dropping. Well, no, that's just... That's just the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toyota's dropping a brand referred to in the song by Train called 50 Ways to Say Goodbye. No, look, it, it's I just... Mean it was a- I don't think it's a very good song, but I don't think it's reason enough to drop a whole a whole brand of cars. <laughs> I'm sure that's un- completely unrelated. Uh, and they probably didn't even come in purple. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the bit where it falls down. <laughs> okay, look, let's end the story there because uh, I, the whole show, in fact, for that matter, because I, I don't know where this. <laughs> Story's going, but I just thought I was it's a shame because I kind of like the scion, even though I still haven't seen one in real life in New Zealand because I don't think you can get them here, which is why I had to hear about it through a song. So, are you friends with a scion on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Scion and me, we've got one degree of separation. Yeah, well, you've well, got two it, through that crappy song. <laughs> well, okay, two. It'll be infinite actually by the time uh, next year rolls around when Toyota gets rid of the, the brand. Anyway, might, there might still be a few rebel salons on the internet, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, you can right. build one. You can start that. You could take over the brand. Well, they'll probably still own the copyright to it, surely. Uh, if it's that rubbishy, they probably don't care. <laughs> I wonder whether the, the uh, song had to pay the people who wrote the song had to pay royalties to to put the the term Scion in there. I don't know. Maybe the whole song is viral marketing. Maybe, maybe Toyota. There we go. Look, we could go on for hours. Ben, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting episode 369. 
You're welcome. <laughs> I'm laughing because what the audience don't know, and this unless you're listening live, what the audience don't know is that <laughs> the technical difficulties we had in this episode. It's only a short episode, but we spend over an hour doing this because your computer crashed or something and twice. Then it, twice and then my vm that i used to record this also had a crash whilst you you while you were having your second crash and then uh, vm vmware tried to do a recovery and failed and so we had to you know wait for that to restart fortunately audacity managed to recover stuff so we've been like and then i couldn't we couldn't log into i couldn't log into skype <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't. We haven't. We haven't officially lost anything this episode. So. No, we haven't lost anything. And and look, if we hadn't have, if I hadn't said this right now, the audience uh, listening online would be none the wiser. Well, we don't know, do we? Unless someone stopped before we started talking about this, there's no way that we would know. They what? might have been sitting there the whole episode going, "Something's wrong. This sounds like a three crash show." <laughs> I like that. The three crash show. Is that better or worse than the Three Dog Night? What's the Three Dog Night? I don't know, but it, there's a song, Three Dog Night, by... Uh, by Trey? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know, by... um. Oh, my mind's gone blank. Come on. By... Oh, no, that, sorry. They are the band. Three Dog Night's a band. <laughs> where, yeah. do you, where do you listen to your music? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I listen to a lot of music and quite a wide old, variety. Old-fashioned old love song is what they, the, the, the sort of hit song. Remember that? Just an okay. old, it's um, in the 70s. Just an old-fashioned love song. Okay, so like Scandinavian death metal and old 70s love songs are the two genres I don't listen to. <laughs> All right, I, look, I, Three Dog Night's pretty big, I think. Uh, word, word. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. They certainly, yeah, anyway. And there's no songs about a, a crappy Three Dog Night song, but there are songs about a crappy Purple Scion. Anyway, are, are we done? <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. We're done a long time ago. Ben, thanks once again. Thank you to our listeners. If you listen this far, then, well, you know, I'm, I'm impressed. Even I tuned out a while ago. Catch you next time. Until then, have a good week. Goodbye.